What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is season three. Now, I did not announce in last episode that this was season three, but this is season three. And if you are new here and this is your first season, my name is Slim. I'm your host of this podcast, Loudly Divorced. Um, in this podcast, this is my podcast, this is my baby that I've had for a couple of years, and it kind of didn't have a direction in where it was going, but I'm kind of winding down on getting a direction of where I'm going with this podcast. But my podcast is about my journey after divorce, my journey as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, as a family member, as just being me, because you know... We were not born with all those titles. I mean, when I was born, I definitely was my mom's daughter and I was a part of a family unit. But when I was born, I was me. I was slim. I was, I was born me, right? So my podcast is definitely about me and finding me and journeying. I can't say journeying back to me because go back and listen to past seasons. I'm married young. I got together with my ex-husband young. So there was no returning to me, so to say. Just discovering me. So in this episode, um, I really did have a topic. (laughs) In this episode, I really want to discuss the journey and how it's always ever changing right so in life we envision ourselves one way right I'll just give you an example for me um, I started journaling I think before I even had my second daughter um, I would just be writing stuff down and I knew I said I want to have a high credit score I think I said either high sevens or low eights somewhere around there I want to have a great paying job uh, making you know at least close to six figures if not six figures and I want to have you know my own business I want to have this I want to have that and I didn't really have a vision for my my romantic life I think I just knew I probably didn't want to be my ex-husband not probably we really got married accidentally like my the course of my marriage with my ex-husband was me not understanding how to deal with my traumas and not reinforcing my boundaries I never wanted to get married to him. I didn't. I was so okay with just, you know, having my one child and leaving him and going on about my my life and just sustaining myself and my child. And just whatever happens after that happens after that. I never wanted to really marry him. I didn't even want to be in a relationship with him. I had seen the caliber of man that he was and honestly I don't think he wanted to marry me either just keeping it funky um I think it was just happenstance I think that 
both of us just I I didn't he did it out of convenience I did it because nobody was telling me that it was a bad idea nobody was coming to I was waiting for somebody to swoop in and say no do not do this this is not good but it never happened um and I've just been on this journey since then and I've just been seeking out who it was that I am who it is that I am at my core and throughout my journey in life and through all the ups and downs and through everything that I've been through I can say that now getting to that space it's like a never-ending series of aha moments like no one really gives you the game on getting older right so it's like you get more into who you are as a woman you get more into or if you're a man I do have some men listeners when you are doing the work when you are doing the actual work you get more in depth into uncovering those truths uncovering those lies uncovering the fact that sometimes you were you did have a hand in where the direction of your life and I don't want to say I regret anything um, because life happens in its own timing right there are a plethora of realities that I could have been leading right now I could have stayed with my ex-husband and lived a very miserable existence I could have married my ex-boyfriend and probably lived a miserable existence I could have ran off to Atlanta when I was 23 and I don't know how life would have been there because someone is only showing you the good things in the beginning right but there are always signs and now looking back to when I was 23 and this older man was offering to whisk me off to Atlanta I can now understand the signs and the date okay so there are multiple and and then I was seeing someone that I should not have been seeing and that could have been a different reality and a different existence as well there are so many things I was getting my CDL and I finished my hours but I didn't take my CDL test because I decided to run off to Oregon because I wasn't willing to stay in an uncomfortable situation temporarily to get to a better situation later so that's a reality I could have stayed in you know there were so many things and so many different realities that I could have sought after that I could have gone to that I could have gone through but here I am right so there has to be some type of path some type of end game for me in this particular path and I can't say I want certain things if I'm not willing to do the work and that is the theme that I have realized in my journey I was unwilling to do the work And I was unwilling to do the work because I feel like certain things were handed to me and certain things I was allotted 
to I, I had the luxury of not going through I had the luxury of not dealing with so because I'm the youngest of all of my siblings and certain things it was like I was somewhat sheltered but not sheltered it is my life is very tricky but I was never given the tools to set boundaries and say okay this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm not gonna do I literally was just kind of with even with my mother I literally was kind of just like well you know just there you go it's there was no structure ever ever and then on top of that she's a narcissist still do with that info as you will um narcissistic mothers don't generally have the capabilities or capacities I don't know she didn't set me up the way she should have she didn't give me the tools that I needed so maneuvering through life and like looking back on the decisions that I was making it wasn't what I needed at that moment and it wasn't what was going to lead me to something better like I've literally had to kind of figure out myself throughout this journey so figuring out myself and realizing who my family is figuring out myself and realizing who my siblings are figure out myself and realizing who my parents are, figure out myself and realizing who I am and how I show up. And I always, not always, I was so fixated on saying, oh, but this person did this to me and that person did that to me. And albeit true, albeit true, there were a lot of things in my life that I faced as a result of other people but and however the decisions that I made weren't the best decisions but you know you live and you learn I now am at a point and stage where I feel like okay so now that I'm realizing that I am in control of this what am I going to do with this portion of my life right so now that I feel like I have done the work to heal my inner child and I've become the parent that I feel safe with. It's like I no longer have to reparent that little person anymore because now I've gotten my children to the point to hold me accountable because I'm not going to be, listen, just because I'm practicing gentle parenting doesn't mean that every day is going to be gentle, right? And I can acknowledge when, okay, maybe I've yelled or I've said something rudely, and I didn't have to say that. Like the other day, um, we pretty much cleaned the house top to bottom. And, excuse me, I was like, I said to my daughters, um, you know, since we cleaned up, you know, we deep cleaned the bathroom, we, we deep cleaned the computer uh, yeah, the computer room, the laundry room, the dining room, the living room, the kitchen. You know, let's just do our rooms tomorrow. So we all agreed and we relaxed for the rest of the day. And um, did we relax? No, we actually left and like went to hang out for the rest of the day. And the next day, 
the girls, they, you know, deep cleaned their room like I told them to. And then Madison says, um, and I, I didn't clean my room up. I just went in the living room and watched TV. And so Madison says, um, I was working on my computer. No excuse. I went in the living room and did not clean my room. So after they were done cleaning up, um, Madison says, oh, can I go in your room? I don't want to sit in something clean. I'd rather sit in something dirty. Um, it's making me feel weird that my room is this clean. So I get offended and I'm like, you know what? You can give me your phone and you can go to bed for the rest of the night. Why was that necessary? Why was that necessary? So I did not tell her to get out of the bed that night. But the next day I did, after I sat with myself and I thought about it and I journaled about it, you know, I did bring her, um, I did tell her like, listen, you didn't do anything wrong. I said, I, I didn't like how you called me out, but you didn't say it disrespectfully. You didn't say it nasty. You didn't mumble it under your breath, which, you know, if you want to say something, say it with your chest always. But I don't, I didn't like being called out. That's it. You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't like being called out because I did say that I was going to clean up my room. I said that we were both going to clean up our rooms and you guys held up your end of the bargain and I didn't. And I can't expect my children to do something and follow through with things that I'm not following through with as well. I cannot. I cannot. I can make all the excuses in the world. I'm tired. I'm mentally drained. You know, it's a lot on me because their father is not holding up his end of the parenting bargain. All, be that as it may, and all of that is true. All of that is true. He has never deterred from being himself. He has never, he's never tried to heal himself. He's never tried to be a better person. He's never tried to do any of those things. It's just me. So what, like, why is it that I'm using that as an excuse today? And not that it's not mentally draining. It is very mentally draining being the only parent responsible for my children's emotions. It is a lot. It's a lot. However, I can't continue to use that excuse in getting out of holding up my end of the bargain when I am setting expectations for our family unit, for the three of us. So I say that to say, in this journey, I have been wanting to see myself. And it seems like as my oldest daughter is getting older, and she's a, a teenager now, it's like my inner teenager is being healed as well. Because now I'm parenting her how I would have wanted to be parented. And it's healing for me to apologize to her when I know I'm wrong. It's healing for me to say, hey, I really don't like how you're doing this. I don't think this is a wise decision while also allowing her the space to make her own decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still on top of it, but I still want to allow her the space to make her own decisions. Even though in certain things I'm still learning, I don't like small talk. 
let's get to the meat of what what this conversation needs to be about because I don't let's skip the pleasantries I don't want to do it I don't want to do it I don't like it no I'm always like listen let's get to the bottom of it and then we can get back to oh yeah this this and that and that that then we can get to the fluff but I always and maybe that's my issue I don't think it's an issue that's just me and it's not even a negative trait I just feel like it's just a part of my personality I want to understand and unpack what's what the meat of the stew is before we get to the noodles before we get to the vegetables floating around let's understand the the meat of it the thick of it and um yeah I I just feel like in this journey having that realization and coming to that realization and meeting myself where I am now is forcing me to realize that, hey, I'm steering the ship. I am. And there's no one coming to do the work for me. No one. I can be upset. I can be angry. I can be sad. I can express the whole range of emotions. But what am I doing to steer my ship in a different direction? And I realized, like I said in the previous episode, I was just looking for men to run the race for me because I didn't want to do it. But then when you allow a man to be that for you, it comes with a lot of control and it comes with certain things that you really just don't want it to come to. So that's why I am to the point where I'm just like, you know what? Let me rebuild or build something anew, what I deem as something sustainable for me and my children. Because although my second husband is absolutely going to come in and take care of what needs to be taken care of, I need to get to a certain point that I feel comfortable and I don't have to even be worried about my ex-husband contributions his contribution now although I should not have to get to this point I absolutely should not have to get to this point however however I'm not even I don't want to say I'm not going to think about it because it's going to piss me off it is a situation that pisses me off only because of the phrase that he says well you wanted to leave and then he tells the girls that I broke our family up and things like that completely taking no responsibility which I'm not shocked he's a narcissist I'm I'm not shocked I'm not shocked let me say that I'm not shocked there is lately maybe in the past week or so there like I literally in my head I don't know what clicked I just decided that I was just not allowing things from the past to infuriate me, to disturb me, to linger in my brain. You get two seconds and then you're out. And he's the last portion of that. Because there had been so many years of mental abuse. So there's always going to be some unpacking there always I don't want to say always but there there's gonna be there's gonna take time to unpack it because I was suppressing it for so long but 
that doesn't infuriate me anymore. I I don't want to say it's what drives me. It's not what drives me. It's not what drives me at all. I will never, I am not allowing my disdain for his behavior to be the fuel that ignites this. No, because I want my daughters to understand what it is to attain something for yourself. That is what is fueling me. That is what is fueling me. And it's taken me going on this journey to realize I'm not afraid of anybody else's gaze anymore. I'm not. I'm not afraid to be seen or heard by anyone else anymore. I am determined to be the woman that I tell my daughters to be. That's that's what I'm determined to do. I am determined to I am determined to when I am determined to create the life that I desire for my children to flourish in. I desire to create the environment and not even I desire. I am literally right now on the ground level of creating the environment that I want my children to thrive in. I was watching um, TV with um, my oldest daughter and I was saying like that was something we were watching something with a family and they were, oh, we were watching Love and Basketball and she was telling him like, oh, I've been in love with you for 11 years, which that movie that's another conversation anyway um, but I was pretty much telling her that like I wanted to be able to have a steady home for my children and have them grow up and say oh we've been living here for all these years and my mom and dad still live here that's what I desire and it's not too late although you know my oldest is a teenager it's not too late at all um, but you know it took a minute for me to get here, and I don't really care. There is never any... I'm, I've am i released the shame of feeling like, oh, I, I should be ashamed that I'm in this space, or I'm in that space, or I was this, or I was that, or I did this, or I... I, I just released the shame and embraced my journey, because who can stop me? Nobody but me. Nobody but me. And if I'm determined to create the life that I want my daughters to have, who is going to make me feel bad about it? Nobody. And I always say this to myself anytime I'm comparing myself to somebody else's journey. Because we, we've all had imposter syndrome. I don't care who you are. Anytime I feel myself... Uh, Comparing myself to someone else, I always think to myself, if we were to shine a flashlight on this person's life, and we were to see the real skeletons, would we be so gung-ho to have their happy lives, right? And no, probably not. 
probably not. And some people might be living happy lives and some people might just be faking happy. You never know what somebody else is going through. Or even if they have everything that you feel you desire, maybe they're going through mental turmoil because they never did the actual work to get to their their Z. They started at A, skipped to D, and then skipped to K, and then skipped to R, and then skip to Z. And, and they, they have all of these gaps and these holes because they didn't want to do the work. I just happened to go through each letter of the alphabet because I am a stubborn, I was a stubborn person and I refused to learn lessons when they needed to be learned. But again, I say that to say if it wasn't for me being stubborn, would I have learned? Would I be at the ground level that I feel that I'm at now? Would I have arrived at this destination that I feel as though I am at now? I feel like all of that, if we're going to do an analogy of a home, excuse me, excuse me, all of that was me putting the cement down. And not cementing the basement to say all of that is closed down and there's nothing else. No, it's just me putting my foundation down. And now it's time to build on to that. It's time for me to complete the ground floor. That's what it's time to do. And I'm ready. I know I seem so like... Uh... I don't want to say melancholy, but I know I seem so mellow. I seem so monotone. And it's because I feel like that. Like, I feel like I'm in a space of receiving right now. And I want to receive, like, I want to open myself up to all of the positive possibilities that are going to come my way, that are coming my way. And I enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoy it. I I look forward to completing the ground level and getting to the second floor. I'm not rushing anything, but I am enjoying the moment. And that's really all I have for you tonight. This is kind of a short one. Um, but thank you so much for vibing with me. Thank you so much for being a consistent listener. I look forward to interacting with you guys. I know y'all y'all about to start leaving comments and stuff and following me on all social media platforms. Um, my YouTube is Slim Cooks. My TikTok is Slim underscore Mated and then Slim underscore Said It. All of them have my same pictures all across the board. Uh, Instagram is slim underscore made underscore it. Um, most of my videos are really about cooking. And then my other page about slim said it. I just say things briefly, which I'm going to get more serious with my content because this is serious for me. And the universe will only bring me serious things when I'm showing the universe that I am seriously ready for it. So I am seriously getting ready for my many blessings and I'm excited about it. I am excited about it. So again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. 
I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Leave me a five-star review and welcome to season three. I mean, buckle up. I'm not even going to say it's going to be a bumpy ride because it's not. It's really not. Um, It's going to be fun. It's definitely going to be fun. So buckle up and I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Shout out to the office nerds. (laughs) Peace.